This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. Messing with your boy, better pray for your boy. Robert Latow, keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. You know what I've, I've been saying? I'm all about in 2021 and going into 2022 keeping my peace. I just want to keep my peace. I don't particularly care for social media. I'm getting old. But life is good. I have a good family. I have great friends. I have a lovely career. I've done it all. So I I, I try not to engage when the peanut gallery tries to engage with me. That's, That's not showing much growth as an individual. I mean, the people have done pretty much everything they could possibly do. To get me out of here. <laughs> well, I'm still here kicking. And you know people ask me all the time. Like Rob, 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 Rob. What do you think of. Cancel culture. I think it's a good question. But see this is the problem with. People. And just individuals and social media. And stuff like that. You can't have a nuanced conversation. About things. Like this. You can't. You can maybe have those nuanced conversations in person, in a group setting, on the phone maybe, you know, you guys talking on a podcast together. Maybe you can have those those nuanced conversations, but not on social media. Not at all. People are not mature enough for that. They they social media is about, you know, getting attention and a horde mentality, a mob mentality, one would say. So people ask, what you can what do you think about cancel culture? Are you cancel, 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 cancel? <clears throat> Excuse me, Fiji. <clears throat> ah, it's excellent. Sorry, getting over a little bit of a cold. So, what do you think about that, Rob? Cancel culture? Cancel, cancel? Are you cancel? Who's cancel? Everybody's cancel. Is everybody just cancel? Who's cancel? Here's the thing about <clears throat> cancel culture, right? It is a thing. No, that that's the first thing you need to understand. It's definitely a thing. In the sense that, at the moment, you really can't say anything, right? And it's funny to me because humans, we're not perfect, right? We're not built to be perfect. We're not robots, right? So, we're going to make mistakes throughout our lives. And the thing about it is, 
Everybody does. The problem is, is that only a certain amount of people have enough people that care about them that the things that they do can have a ripple type of effect. You see what I'm saying? Like, and this is no offense to any of you, but I, I, so I would say some of you guys are lucky. Like, you're lucky if you have 100 followers and, you know, not a big following and everything. You can say whatever you want to say. Who cares? That's going to happen to you. It's nothing to cancel. If you're just sitting out there with 200 followers, a dog, Avi, and a made-up name, you can literally say whatever you want. You can feel free to speak on it. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean what you're speaking on is going to make any sense or anything, but you, you have that freedom. Whereas I do not. <laughs> I used to think that you could have, you know, freedom to talk to your friends and your colleagues and things like that. No, no freedom in that, too. No freedom in that. Whatever you've done in your lifetime, if you are even remotely noteworthy or have any type of notoriety, whatever you've done in your lifetime can be pulled up at any time and used against you. Even if contextually it has no relevance to like right now. I, the part about the Chappelle show or, or the, 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 the last Chappelle uh, comedy sketch or comedy uh, special that I thought was interesting was not all of the transgender stuff. He's talking about Kevin Hart. You may think Kevin Hart is funny. You may not think Kevin Hart is funny, right? But Kevin Hart wanted to host Oscars. This is Chappelle telling the story. Go watch the special if you have it. He wanted to host Oscars. That was his thing. Like he used to tell people, you know, back when he was a nobody, I want to host Oscars. I want to host Oscars. And then he got a chance to host the Oscars and they went back and they found a tweet from 2009. <laughs> Maybe talking about a whole decade ago. Of him saying some wild stuff. As if we all wasn't saying wild stuff in 2009. That's what they do. They pull your stuff out of there. And I can understand why I say, look, I deleted it. I don't feel like that way now. That's damn near a decade ago. Think about if you're over 30, right? Just imagine, just subtract 10 years from your age and think about where you was at. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I have to say, look, I apologize a hundred times. What more do you want me to do? You want me to get on my knees in bed? And that's that's the problem with cancel culture. Like, some people do need to be canceled. Like, if you're doing criminal activities, right? Like, yeah, that, that should be exposed. You know, if you're stealing money uh, from the poor... Or you don't shot a couple of people and got away. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. If you said something offensive 12 years ago, yeah, I don't think you should be canceled. I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. The reason why it doesn't make any sense to me is because I know we're human. And I know nobody that's not a baby has gone through their entire life without saying something offensive. Now, if you're a white person, I wouldn't expect you to just be going around calling people niggas, right? I, I wouldn't expect that. Like, you know, I don't go around calling, you know, Asian people whatever, like, an Asian slur is. Like, I can't ever recall me being mad at an Asian or watching an Asian and being like, that's a, such and such. You know why? Because that stuff, like, that part 
shouldn't be in your brain, right? That part. But the part where you're prejudiced, yeah, yeah, that that's I I get it. <laughs> that I know that's there because that's human nature. Have you ever seen like an Asian driving? You're like, hmm. Are you just crosses your mind? So that see, I get that. I get that. So everything like no, you know. First off, half the people that say they're being canceled are not being canceled. The only two people, the only people I really recall in the whole cancel culture thing that's like being canceled to the point where like their whole life has changed is R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and the and the white guy. <laughs> Who I can't think of right now, the movie producer. Weinstein. Those are the only three people I can say, okay, those people like, yeah, they got canceled. Because first off, they're in jail. Well, Cosby was in jail. <laughs> like somebody like Christy Teigen. Yeah, I mean, she lost a couple of endorsements here and there, but you know, she's still rich. Still uh, married to John Legend. She okay. She'll be all right. She'll bounce back. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, he got on him for a little bit, but as soon as he throw three touchdowns, nobody's going to care about it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's really no such thing for, for most people. Once again, your acts have to be egregious for people to fully cancel you. I mean, we knew about R. Kelly for a very long time <laughs> before it caught up with him. So, yeah, that's what I think about cancel culture. Um... Dalvin Cook. You got Cook. Dalvin Cook. He was a Dalvin Cook. The reason I'm even doing this podcast is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. You know, he, he, somebody called me the BSO guy. The guy with a mug shot taking shots at me. Somebody's been actually arrested for a felony. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. I'm a man of peace now. You can take your shots all you want. You can take your shots all you want. Even... That's the thing that I've had to learn about social media is that people say incorrect things. They say false things. They say things that don't make any sense. But if you got a horde of people that don't like you, hey, just follow behind it. Like, it didn't make any sense what they were saying. Right? They were upset. That BSO guy, he, he put a picture in the story. Well, she released pictures of her injuries. In the story. <laughs> I mean, what more do you want? I mean, what am I supposed to do? She released pictures of herself for free will of her injuries. It's not a Jane Doe. This is not hiding anything. This person that put their name out there, their name, rank, and location. But I'm wrong because I can use a search bar and find pictures on social media. I'm the only one that did it. The only, I'm the only one in the world that was able to say, hey, this person has a Twitter account. This person has an Instagram account. Look at that. I was the only person. You know, not the other 17 sites. All of a sudden, I got as much power as Adam Schefter. I have enough power as Adam Schefter to change a narrative. Change a narrative. Now, let's not even get into the fact that I was the first one that put her side of the story out there. Why everybody else was trying to see, besides the Star Tribune, who, who did the original lawsuit story. I don't even want to talk about that. I don't want to put the pictures out there. I don't want to put the text messages out there. You know, but, you know, I'm biased or whatever. 
I'm just a BSO guy. I got power like Adam Schefter. I got power like little old BSO is, is somehow connected in with ESPN. I got power like ESPN. And look, the fact of the matter is, I'll tell you this. I've been doing this for 17 years. 17 years. I knew exactly what was happening when Adam Schefter tweeted out what he tweeted. I knew exactly. That's what that's what agents and lawyers and people do. Like you, he knew what was coming out. They knew the agent, the lawyer, Cook. Like we got to get in front of this because let me tell you why. You got to get in front of it because if you're behind it, it don't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you say. You know, I know it's like, oh, everybody wants to be first. So everybody want to be first. Well, in some instances, you better be first. So you better get that out there. I'm the victim. They broke into my house. They did this to me. X, Y, and Z. Here's my evidence. Here's her saying that she was going to shoot me. Here's this. Here's that. You better have it. You better have some pushback. Because nobody, nobody in 2021, and this is just the facts of the matter. People can disagree or not. No one in 2021 is going to be saying, hmm, I see these pictures and I'm just going to wait uh, till all the evidence comes out and then I'm going to make an informed decision on who I believe and who I don't believe. It doesn't work like that. That's naive. Anybody that tells you that is lying to you because they always take sides, no matter what. This is the way people are. So I know what, I mean, I don't know what man got on Schefter to get him to help Cook get out in front of it. But he must have owned him because that's what Schefter did. Now, don't blame me. I didn't do it. They didn't hit me up. <laughs> they didn't hit me up and say, hey, Rob, we need your help. I can't help that man. They hit up Adam Schefter. He got 10 million followers. He works for ESPN. Why are you throwing me in there like I helped? I was part of the conspiracy. Nobody hit me up in my office. I was watching... Uh, the forensic files. Why hit me up? I don't. What type of power do you think I have <laughs> that I can change a whole narrative of an entire country? Come on, man. Come on. Let, 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 come on. Let's come on now. I'm just saying we we, we got to be better than this. But like I said, you know, I just keep my peace. Because if, if you don't, here's the thing, if you don't acknowledge it, if you don't say anything, it just dies in the wind because there's too much stuff going on. That, see, I figured this out. It's a bait and the hook situation. You know, they put the bait out there for the, the big fish. And apparently I'm a big fish. Who knew? They put the bait out there. And if the big fish bites, then next thing you know, you spend it five hours trying to defend yourself. And then after five hours, you realize the same people that hated you five hours ago still hate you. The same people that support you five hours ago still support you. Nothing changed. Absolutely nothing. Except you wasted five hours of your day that you could have been playing PS5. And actually, I should be playing PS5 now, but I know I haven't done a podcast in a while. And a lot of stuff has happened. So here I am for you, the people. Because I know you guys support me because why else would you listen for an hour? Or 45 minutes or whatever. So I know you want to hear what I have to say. Therefore, I expand my thoughts a lot better on here than I would on a two-minute video or a tweet. If you notice, I don't really tweet 
about my opinions on the major stuff, like the controversial stuff, the stuff that got, you know, the, the timeline going. You know, I talk about boxing. I talk about football. I tell some jokes here and there. I laugh at the Jokic brothers. But like the serious stuff? Oh, no. No, sir. Not me. You're not taking up seven hours of my day. I have a one-year-old coming up December 4th. Ah, one year old. I don't got time for that. I play with my baby. I don't have time to argue with you guys. I've been, that's I've been on Twitter for, was it, 12 years. I doubt I'm changing anybody's opinion on me right now. But like I said before in some other video that I can't remember, I'm always out in the streets. And out now in the streets, like the streets, I mean, like, you know, I'm at events. I'm at events. I'm covering stuff. I'm at games. People come up to me all the time. What's up, Rob? We love your stuff, Rob. Keep doing what you're doing, Rob. Blah, blah, blah. Never had, I don't have bad experience in the streets. You know why? Because that's real. That's real life. I'm a real person. In real life, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm a nice guy. I'm a loyal guy. I'm a guy that doesn't cause any problems. I'm a guy that does my job. So people don't have no issue with me. In front of the scenes, behind the scenes. The issue comes with the fact that I'm not controlled. Can't tell me what to do. Can't tell me what to say. Can't tell me how to act. You can't get rid of me because it's my site. It's my brand. You can try to hurt the brand. You can damage the brand. You can do whatever you want to do, but it bounces back up. You know why? Because I'm good at what I do. That's what people don't understand. It's like, I need such and such. How is it still possible? How is he still out here balling? How is this, this, the numbers? Because I'm good at what I do. It wasn't you. <laughs> it wasn't you. I found those stories. I made them headlines. I did the engagement. I did the work. See, people start thinking that, you know, and don't get me wrong. I, you know, I appreciate every piece of help that I get. But the, the, the ones that are truly talented, that come through the BSO cycle, they off doing big things, either with BSO or without BSO. The ones that came through and thought they were better than everybody else, they work at the taco stand. They work at Target. They delivering pizza. They driving an Uber. They got to get a buddy pass to go where they going. That's the truth. That's the truth. People don't like the truth. Can't handle it. That's what it is. What in the blue hell? The Raiders. <laughs> you see the video I did today? Don't blame Las Vegas. Don't blame the city for the Raiders players being stupid. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. People that live in Vegas, they don't they don't care about the strip. <laughs> yeah, it's not Vegas. Vegas has some of the best schools and good housing rates in the country. People just think Vegas, think the strip. It's a you know a full city. If you go a couple of blocks one way or the other way, you know, there's some nice houses there. They got some nice, some. I remember, I remember one time to get from L.A. to Vegas, you go down uh, basically one highway, the 15, uh, all the way, right? It's one like literally all the way it goes from from uh, California to Nevada. I think it goes into Utah or something like that too. But anyway, one time. Uh, trying to drive back, and there was either it was because it's only one way in and one way out, there was some sort of accident or something. 
So the navigation was like go around, you know, roundabout way. And we went around that roundabout way and up in the mountains and they were building houses. Look like look like mansions. Look like houses that, that, that Rick Ross would stay in at four hundred thousand dollars. Four hundred thousand dollars in LA get you a shack. <laughs> like a literal shack. And the air might not work. But no, it's not LA. I mean, it's not Vegas the city. You know, it's just these guys are knuckleheads. And Damon Arnett was a knucklehead at the Ohio State University. Everybody knew. You know, Henry Ruggs. You know, that's that's a tough one because you make a choice, right? You're making the choice of driving 156 miles an hour, driving after drinking. That's a choice. But, you know, no, I mean, he didn't, no one would kill nobody. <laughs> you know, like, to me, that's always a tough one because I do think you need to be, you know, punished because, man, man somebody lost their life. Some young, too, 23. Kill the damn dog. You know, but, I mean, you want to put somebody in jail for 50 years when, like, there's people that stab people and shoot people with premeditation that get less than that? Like, it got to be some, you know, punishment crime type of situation. I think he's going to get a couple of years. I think he's going to get 50. I think he's going to take a plea deal, maybe do two years, maybe, you know, try to get out on good behavior 18 months or something like that. I would say you have another chance in the NFL, but I don't know. It's, it's such a different time. Everybody's so, like, there used to be a time in our country if, you know, you made a mistake. Like, you can you can come back from that, right? And not even, it's, it's like it's almost one and done these days. If you're black, especially. Man, if you're black, especially. Like, I still remember Michael Vick. Like, man, like, they still they still give Michael Vick uh, a hard time. <laughs> they still give him a hard time to this day. This man has probably don't save, you know, millions of dogs since then. But... They still give him a hard time. Still give him a hard time. But you know, I you know, should he should he get another chance? I mean, I think so. I mean, I think so. If he if he if he really repents and and wants to do better, you know, if he I mean, look, like I said, what did I say at the beginning? We're human. Like some look, don't get me wrong. Some mistakes are a lot worse than others, and there's no worse mistake than taking somebody's life because of you being reckless. But at that point, like, do we just throw everybody away? I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, and you know, this is. Let me tell you something. If you're a young person, watch listening to this. Your young person listening to this. Maybe I go live. Maybe I'm gonna go live one day. I might go who knows? I might go live one day. But if you're a young person, uh about, you know, you, you're gonna go through life in like these little pockets of time, and then you're just gonna realize how s- such little things don't matter. <laughs> 
And you wonder how people get so up in arms about them. Like they, they just, they just doesn't matter. Like that's why I can keep your inner peace. I wish, and I I shouldn't even say I wish because people told me when I was younger, like, hey, you don't need to be so angry and aggressive, you know, all the time. But you know, I was going through stuff, <laughs> and when you're not happy, you know, that's that's what ends up happening. I remember they they told me. And, and, you know, I just took it because at this point I was, like, in listening mode. And they were like, you know, you got, uh, what is it, too cocky or or something too full of yourself or something like that. And, you know, I was listening and too arrogant or whatever it may be. And, you know, I listen to stuff, you know, like that. And then, you know, but then I, I, I thought about it. And I really, I really thought about it because, you know, I, I try to listen to people. And I really thought about it. And I was like, you know something? I never mess with anybody that didn't mess with me. <laughs> you know? Like, they're, they're, like I didn't actively go out looking for conflict. Like, some people are like that. They're looking for conflict every single day. Especially on social media. I said, you know something? I never, I never bothered anybody that didn't bother me. You know? I, I didn't go after people just because I could. You know? If it was one thing, maybe I, you know, gave my opinion on too many things that was like had nothing to do with me, you know. But I never really went out out of my way. But then if somebody would bother me, I would retaliate. That's just being young and, and dumb. You don't have to retaliate. You don't have to engage. I don't think I, I was arrogant or anything like that. I, I you know, I was. I've always been. You know, and, and I don't like saying humble because I, I think that people say it to black people a lot. You need to be humble. You need to be humble. I think the, the better way of saying that is that you need to always be aware where you came from. <laughs> right. And to me, I've never forgotten where I came from, and where I've been and how I ended up there and how I ended up here. You know, that's why I think things always kind of turns in my direction eventually. I'm always on the on the right side because I said, "Look, life is people. T- people tell me their problems all the time. You know, unlike others, I you know I wouldn't put it all out there in public. People tell me problems all the time. I'm like, life is ups and downs. Like when you're going up, something's gonna happen. It's gonna go down, and then you're gonna go up again. It's gonna go down. Like you want more ups than downs, but a down is you're human. It's gonna happen." Well, watch the thing like the Robert Sarver thing, right? Now, if he was walking around calling people niggas all the time, like that, that's a problem, right? Like, that's an issue. Can't be a rich white man just walking around calling people the N-word all the time, you know. But it seemed to me <laughs> like it's 2021. And if you really start digging into any owner, in any major sport, if you go far enough back and you talk to enough people, you're going to get something. You know why? Because we're human. We say stuff that we shouldn't say. We do things that we shouldn't do. We regret stuff that needs to be regrettable. you telling me if somebody didn't decide today to go look into the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, there were pictures of Jerry Jones with strippers 
You know, come on now. You telling me they didn't go digging deep until, you know, the the Knicks or the, the Nets or any team, you wouldn't find something. Like what made it I think, you know, it's just is it your turn? And how there's a reason that Jerry Jones carries that flip phone around. It's not because he don't know how to work the iPhone. You know, John Gruden is like, I sent him email 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're still bad now, but it's like, what do you do? Like, you can't, I mean, I saw him. I'm like, you can't get, not going to be able to get away with that in 2021. But if you combed everybody if emails, or t- not even emails. I think people are sm- maybe a little smart on emails, right? But if you re- if you comb people's text messages and saw what they said to like their friends and their family, you combed everybody DMs. Everybody, you went through them all. You combed all their DMs. You combed all of my tweets. Well, not the, the anything you know, Instagram DMs, text, and, and you had ten years worth of material. If you had 10 years worth of your text, your DMs, your emails, I think somebody finds some, some, maybe not a lot, find some, probably, probably. That's why I don't write nobody back no more. The Injustice League. When Kyle Rittenhouse get off, even though he just, I just saw that he admitted, you know, just shooting people that had the hands up, no weapons and stuff, still get off. Don't be surprised. The justice system is not just for people of color. It's for white people. The judge is a Trump supporter. Not everything makes sense. I mean, come on. Come on. The justice system, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, you go outside of a courtroom, they have all this stuff about freedom and, you know, the unbiasedness, the liberty of justice, all this crap, right? All this symbolism. What has it ever been like? You know, the court system, the legal system, as we've known it, has been around since this country was uh, formed. And um, if you didn't know, uh, we were slaves when that started. So we didn't have any rights. And, you know, it's still difficult for, you know, black people to become lawyers and defense attorneys and judges and, and prosecutors and stuff like that because, you know, they try to keep us in abject poverty. And, you know, going to law school and doing all of this stuff and moving up the ranks costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money. And they don't they don't want that. You know, we get juries, there's all white people on it. Like the jury system in and of itself, I get the premise of it if it was legit, if we were like a normal country. And I say that as if we were a fair country, a country of not a bunch of idiots, the jury system would be perfect. But just look at us. What makes you think in our country? The United States of America, with everything that you've seen, that you can find 12 impartial people to agree on anything. Come on now. Come on now. You think you get 12 white people to truly be fair and, and unbiased and impartial to a black defendant? Say there was a black defendant accused of assaulting a white woman. And there's 11 white jurors and one Hispanic. <laughs> Come on, like, I, without even knowing the facts of the case, you know that man's going to jail. That's just the way it is. You know that man's going to jail. Todd, you know. You want to know, let me tell you something. If you're a white person that you're watching 
if you're if you're listening to this show and you want to know like a real simple explanation of how black people view the justice system and cops and and things like that and how you uh, having white privilege views it just think about this okay let's say you're a middle-aged man or woman say you're 35 years old you say you're 35 years old you drive a nice car you drive a bmw you drive a lexus you drive a volvo an audi or whatever right you have your insurance you have your driver's license you got everything that you need right everything's good right you're both sitting at a red light right the light turns green there's a black driver and a white driver right the light turns green you guys both go out at about 35 miles an hour okay the speed limit is 30 okay now a police car turns the corner okay immediately the black person is tense is concerned is worried remember same car insurance good plates are good everything's good white guy is driving without a care in the world now imagine having that type of angst about everything in society that you have to wonder every single time it's like an unhealthy paranoia that you live with for your entire life like I can go into the Gucci store right now like I was two chains and pretty much get whatever I want right but when I walk in there they're still like alright anybody gonna be watching me or what's going on the eyes get a little low shouldn't be like that I can, I got the money I can pay for it if I want a Gucci belt I don't but if I did I get it want some Gucci slides I can get them 400 bucks ain't no problem is it 400 bucks or they more than that? I don't know. There ain't no problem. Still, uncomfortable. Just for no reason other because of the unhealthy paranoia. It shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't have to live your entire life like that. You really shouldn't. It's, it's Like I said, it's, it, it's probably why we die earlier. <laughs> mental stress. Just having mental stress of just being yourself. It's not cool. It's not cool at all. I just had some buffalo wild wings. I'm still hungry. Like for lunch? I'm still hungry. It's crazy. They must have put no meat in the chicken. Or no, yeah, meat in the chicken. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, anyway, I went and saw the uh, Eternals. I saw the Eternals, the, the world premiere. You, you, and now I can talk about it because the movie's out and everything. I didn't think the movie was great. I didn't think it was bad, though. I'll be honest with you. Maybe I'm in the minority with this. I'm gonna make a bigger point, but before I get to that, um, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was bad. I thought. Have you seen the movie? If you haven't seen the movie and plan to see the movie, just skip to the end because I don't got nothing else to talk about after this. So you, you could go. You could just stop it. You could just stop the podcast right now because I'm not gonna say anything else for fun. I mean, I might. I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of going. I like. I don't have no script. So something might come to mind, like the, the trash man is out there getting trash right now. I might talk about that, but I don't know. But anyway, so just if you don't want spoilers is what I'm saying. Skip ahead. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't think it was bad. It was a little long. 
And I kind of get that because you got like 30 different uh, characters. Um, the deviants weren't weren't great. Like, I, I'm still trying to figure out how the one deviant kind of turned to Ultron at the end. Then he just slices his head open, so I guess it didn't matter. Um, there was a part at the end where, like, here's the other thing. I can't remember any of their names. I remember Cersei. I think I only remember Cersei because isn't that the same name from Game of Thrones? I remember Cersei, uh, Icarus, Athena. Uh, that's three of them. Then the guy, Dane Whitman, that's going to be playing something else down the road. I can't remember. Sprite. The, the Sprite, like the drink. The, the little girl who I'm pretty sure thought was a boy. But that's, once again, another conversation for another day. Anyway, then the guy that did the Bollywood just kind of left at the end. I'm still not exactly sure how they killed the Celestial at the end. Like, it's a little disjointed. I thought the uh, valet guy was pretty funny. Uh, the, the MCU always kind of slides those characters in and you don't uh, know about it. Uh, as, actually, DC does it too. They did it in uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. I mean, it was just like, it's not... I need to go back and watch it again. It's maybe, oh, it's coming on TNT. I'll, I'll watch it and see if I can pick up on some stuff that I missed. Like, also, the uh, the superpowers, yeah, a little weak. Like, you had the one guy that was, like, Superman, cool. That's good. But the rest of them, like, the one guy did, like, finger guns, bing, 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 bow, bow. And the other guy, like, made big fist. <laughs> and then the other guy, like, created weapons and Athena had like uh, like swords, like Wonder Woman. Yeah, they, they could have been maybe a little more creative uh, with that. But I, I I say all that to say that it was fine. It's, it's fine. And the thing that bothers me uh, is this: if you don't like something in twenty twenty one, that's okay. It's allowed. Like you don't have to like everything. And if you did, here's the thing: I saw I saw I remember I saw a tweet. And once again, the first thing I'm going to do when I retire is probably delete Twitter because <laughs> it's, it's, it's not great. Uh, I saw a tweet, and it, what happened was it's one of the promoted tweets by Marvel saying, ah, oh, the Eternals are out in theaters today, and da 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 And under the replies, one of them, some guy was like, you know, I saw it, didn't like it, such and such. And they quoted, tweeted this guy, and the person was like, and I don't even remember who the person was, they said, if anybody doesn't like the Eternals, that just means that they're sexist, uh, homophobic, transphobic, and like eight other phobics. And I'm like, man, they're racist too. Uh, and sexist. Uh, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, racist, and some other stuff. So a lot of the stuff. And I was like, wow, you know, maybe people just... That person just didn't like the movie. You know, like, I mean, I remember I saw Vanilla Sky with uh, Tom Cruise and um, I think it was Cameron Diaz, maybe. Was, was that Cameron Diaz in Vanilla Sky? The reason you don't know what I'm talking about is because they don't even show that, like, on TBS. <laughs> was it, was it, that was it, was it, I'm checking. Was it, can I get, yeah, no, Cameron, who was it? It's, uh, it was Tom Cruise and, and, uh, do they even got a Wikipedia in this? Oh, here it is. Tom Cruise and Penelope Cruise? Were they married? Is that like together? 
I thought it was, I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's an awful movie. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a God awful movie. It really is. Cameron Diaz is it. I take it back. Uh, Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruz, uh, two different crews is spelled different. And Cameron Diaz. I knew Cameron Diaz was in there because, you know, she's good looking. Very good in, uh, what was it? Hot mom, uh, hot teacher. Bad teacher. Yes, yes, yeah. Bad teacher, bad teacher. Um, Anyway, terrible movie, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible movie, um, and you know something? It's just, it's just, it's just terrible. <laughs> like that's that's all you can say about it is that you know, you know. I mean, that's it has nothing to do with actors and actresses or anything like that. It's just it's a bad movie, and you know something? People can not like a movie. They cannot like a a record. They cannot like a song. They cannot like a painting. It's it's, it's okay. You, you, you know, if you don't... Listen, here's the thing. I'm just going to say this. Just because you don't want to see dudes kissing in a movie doesn't make you homophobic. The same way that some people don't like to have a bunch of sex. Like regular, you know, like heterosexual sex in a movie. Some people don't like... Sometimes people don't like to see that either. Doesn't mean that they... Against heterosexuals, just don't want to see it. Like, I don't know if I would want to see, like, the Hulk having sex. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I, like, I, it doesn't mean you're homophobic. It's just like you don't want to see it. And I will say this, and I'm going to leave you on this, and I don't really, you know. Well, I do care what you think because you, you, I know you guys listen because you actually understand <laughs> and you're not like the others. But I tell you what I didn't like. I tell you what I don't like. I don't like the fact that there's 30 white characters in the movie and they had to make the black guy gay. Just saying. Just saying that that because that's a Hollywood trope now. I'm not just saying that because I'm not saying there's not black gay people. I'm just saying that Hollywood has a tendency, you know, to put black men in in, in dresses. You know, be a cast of seventy white men and one black guy be gay. You know, the the the, the Icarus guys like super hyper masculine. The other guys all buffed. The other guys all serious and broody. And don't get me wrong, I like Paperboy. I think he did an amazing job. I thought he was very good in the movie. And to be honest, his little, I guess, the, the gay narrative of the movie wasn't even that big. And then it, Here's the thing. If you're going to do it, at least flesh it out. They didn't even flesh it out. Just one day he was like, I don't, even, I don't know if you even start off as gay. Like, just one, you know, they had been around for a million years. They never even talked about it. One day he was upset because they bombed Hiroshima. Wasn't upset about slavery, though, but whatever. Um, and then the next day, he was married, and he had a kid, even though he's a turtle. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. I don't know. I'm like OJ. <laughs> I'm like the juice. I'm just I'm just trying out here living life. You know what I'm saying? Yours truly. That's all I got to say now. Go away. I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube, BSO TV. 
big shout out to ABF Creative for helping put this podcast together.